Well, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the TR90 Body Burn 30 Support Call. This call happens Monday through Friday at this time, which is 6.40 Pacific Time, 7.40 Mountain Time, 8.40 Central Time, and 9.40 Eastern Time. Thrilled to have you along with us. If you ever miss these calls, you can pick them up on an application called SoundCloud or wherever you get your podcast through by putting in Frank, F-R-A-N-K, Lomas, L-O-M-A-S, and TR90, or Frank Lomas and Solution, the digit four, anti-aging. If you're listening to this one at the podcast and you'd like to catch us live, if you dial into 712-775-8972, and it, went, it prompts for the conference code, if you put in 91 you are more than welcome to join us and we would be thrilled to have you. With that being said, my name is Susan Mann. I am in, live in Portland, Oregon, and I'm welcoming you to the call. When you're first starting out with that TR90 program, this is um, it's your really good clean meal a day, two shakes a day, three snacks a day, 30 grams of protein at at least three of those meals. Taking your supplements 15 to 20 minutes before a meal, if it's possible. If not, take it with your meal. still works. Seven plus servings of fruits and vegetables every single day. Those fruits and vegetables will give you macronutrients, micronutrients, and fiber. Guys need about 45 grams of fiber daily for good digestive health. Ladies need about 32 grams of fiber for good digestive health. So that, those vegetables are really important, uh, and fruits. Drinking plenty of fluid to stay hydrated. The current thinking is at least one ounce of water for every two pounds you weigh. So if you weigh 100 pounds, you should be drinking 50 ounces of water daily. And if you're exercising heavily or you're in a humid area, you will need to increase that to offset what you're losing in body moisture. So 30 minutes of moderate to heavy exercise at least five days a week. And as we will be talking about that, it's really important. The other thing that is really important is getting seven to nine hours of good quality rest at night. That helps your body do a whole bunch of what I like to call system resets and really helps set you up for making good decisions, keeping your brain in really good working order and your body in good working order. Because if you're lacking in sleep, it's going to be hard to do anything else. And with that being said, today's information is coming from a book that is written by Stephen G. Pratt, MD, and Kathy Matthews called Superfoods Health Style, Simple Changes to Get the Most Out of Life for the Rest of Your Life. And... I'm just going to jump right into this because it's all about exercise. Exercise keeps you young. Guess what? Much of the overall physical and mental decline we experience between the ages of 30 and 70 has more to do with sedentary lifestyle than with the aging process. Exercise slows the deterioration of a host of bodily systems. It helps reverse impairments in sleep sexual and cognitive function, 
little bit more about exercise in the brain. Most of us know that exercise affects our bodies. That's pretty obvious. We become stronger, sometimes slimmer, and more flexible. I found, and this is Dr. Prout speaking, that many people are amazed to learn that exercise has a dramatic effect on the brain. Even those of us who think we can live with some extra body fat or less flexibility or even a higher disease risk will be motivated to exercise when we realize that we're that doing so helps preserve our brains. I'm going to go into detail on this aspect of exercise because it affects everyone with particular benefits for women, for men, for older folks, and for parents and because it's a powerful incentive to get moving. It's dismaying to learn that the human brain begins to lose tissue early in the third decade of life. The average lifetime losses are estimated at roughly 15% of the cerebral cortex and 25% of the cerebral white matter. This loss of tissue is closely related to declines in cognitive performance during the same time period. Exercise to the rescue. In a meta-analysis of 18 controlled studies conducted over the past 40 years, it was found that aerobic exercise increased cognitive ability in people over 55. Interestingly, the people who showed the most dramatic improvement were previously sedentary. Moreover, Relatively brief programs, one to three months long, provided as much benefit as moderate programs of four to six months long. So as you might guess, the longer time a subject exercised, the greater overall improvement. There are now some other studies that show similar results. Better cardiovascular fitness will produce a brain that is more plastic and adaptive to change. A subject, excuse me, a study published in 2003 demonstrates that the physical exercise actually stimulates physiological changes in the brain. In this study, the researchers scanned the brains of 55 people ages 55 to 79, and he tested their aerobic fitness. When you, then using MRIs, researchers found that the physically fit subjects had less age-related brain tissue shrinkage than subjects who were less fit. One study of normal people 55 years old and older showed that the areas of the brain most gravely affected by aging also showed the greatest benefits from aerobic exercise. We now have confirmation that the role of cardiovascular fitness is a protector and enhancer of cognitive function in older adults and has a solid excuse me, biological basis in a nutshell, the simplest and most ineffective way to delay the effects of sentience on the human brain tissue is to get out of your chair and start moving. 
Personally, I find that brain-boosting benefits of exercise are powerfully motivating. Many of my patients, especially older folks, agree. It's frightening to think that you could face a future with diminished mental ability. Most of us could imagine a happy life despite many disabilities, but cognitive decline is not one of them. One study found that the physical inactivity was an even greater risk to health than tobacco smoking. And in that particular study conducted on a Chinese population, one-fifth of the deaths of those over the age of 35 in Hong Kong in 1998 were due to physical inactivity. So women, we should pay it. We have special challenges when it comes to physical activity. But when particular benefits to gain when they are active, women begin with a disadvantage in the fitness world. Their reserves of muscle mass are considerably lower than those of the men. They are generally weaker than men and with more body fat and less muscle tissue. As we age, our loss of musculoskeletal capacity affects us sooner and more pervasively than the men. They begin, we begin to feel the impact of reduced exercise at least 10 years before men do. Sadly, the statistics tell us that women are even less active than men. Over 70% of adult women do not engage in any regular activity. And women stand to gain a great deal from better fitness, maybe even more over the men. One study of 5,721 women found that fitness was twice as strong a factor in preventing death than in men. In another study, previously sedentary women who became active halved their mortality rates from all causes. Most unfortunately, women who are sedentary often suffer from the results of decline before they're even aware it's happening. Half the women in the United States die of cardiovascular disease, and nearly two-thirds of the women who die suddenly from cardiovascular disease have no symptoms. Also, elderly women can begin to suffer frailty, loss of mobility, balance, and so forth, which might never have occurred to them had they been physically active. Studies have shown that women in their 60s and 70s compared with those in their 20s have lost 30 to 39% of their former strength. Again, women often find they are beginning to suffer the damaging results of sedentary lifestyle before they even realize the extent of their decline. There is good news for women, however, on what they stand to gain from regular physical activity. For one thing, adding exercise to your life can lower your risk of cardiovascular disease, which is the number one killer of U.S. women. Additionally, there's evidence that improved fitness, and regardless of any changes in weight, blood pressure, or lipid levels improves your overall health picture. This is extremely good news for women because it puts the focus back on the basics. Work on overall fitness with exercise and 
and diet, and you'll make great strides on improving your overall health status. Once you get moving, pay attention to your optimum weight, blood pressure, and cholesterol levels. I've already mentioned that exercise can reduce a woman's risk for cardiovascular disease. An important meta-analysis concluded that physical and active women had half the heart disease of those who were sedentary. Even more exciting for women, vigorous activity is not necessary for lowering your risk of cardiovascular disease. Women who walk one hour a week and had half the coronary artery disease of those who were sedentary. As little as one hour a week of walking yields a lower risk of heart disease, and the walking need not be fast-paced to prove beneficial. The time spent walking was more important than the walking pace. Here's a little bonus I share with my women patients who are totally sedentary. One recent study of more than 80,000 women showed that the greatest decrease in disease risk is a result of boosting activity from less than one hour a week to between roughly one and two hours a week. This is not at all difficult to achieve. In this study, walking conveyed approximately the same benefits as more vigorous exercise among the middle-aged older women. I think I'm going to uh, share one more little um, website with you. Check out the Fitness Planner for Women at mealsmatter.org. And that's M-E-A-L-S-M-A-T-T-E-R.org. You can find it at www.mealsmatter.org slash eatingforhealth slash tools slash WFP.ASPX. And um, that, that's a good resource to, to um, check into. And with that, I'm going to share probably a little bit more. In addition to the reduction in cardiovascular risk, women derive other important benefits from exercise. Particularly postmenopause, early postmenopausal women must work to fight bone loss that occurs as they transition to postmenopausal state. Exercise, especially weight training, plays an important role in fighting bone loss and resulting osteoporosis. There is also additional evidence that regular workouts help reduce the hot flashes and night sweats associated with menopause. A Swedish study followed 142 menopausal women who did not use hormones. Regular exercisers in this group reported half the number of moderate to severe hot flashes compared with those who did no regular exercise. Eight years after this initial study, additional research showed that only 5% of very active women experienced several hot flashes compared with to 14 to 16% of women who were sedentary. In this study, weight in this study, weight, smoking, or hormone therapy could not explain the difference. 
So with that, I'm going to stop there. Tomorrow we're going to pick up why um, exercise is especially good for the guys. This is Susan Mann from Portland, Oregon, signing out on March 13, 2023, at the top of the hour. If you scoot over to Facebook, One Team Global Live, one of our leaders will be sharing some information on how to build a new skin business, if that's something you're particularly interested in. Thank you, and have a great day. I'm going to take this off mute, and I welcome any thoughts or comments you may have. So hopefully that was of beneficial information to you. And like I said, tomorrow we'll be picking up with exercise for the guys and why it's especially important for them. If there's no other thoughts or comments, I'll let you go and have a great day. We'll see you back here tomorrow.